I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and Av, Happy New Year. And I'm Av Sinensky, and if by some odds they get over their anti-Semitism, it's probably not going to be for me. Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to discuss our top 10 episodes of Curb Ever. And Av, every year I have a calendar reminder on January 17th, which is the day it is today as we're recording, to wish you a Happy New Year, because of course January 17th was the day that LD was incensed to receive a Happy New Year. But Av, I submit that you take my Happy New Year, stash it in your unusually large asshole, and walk right out of here. <laughs> no, I mean, there's obviously often large asshole, and what 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 did you put in my asshole? Oh, I, I sprayed Larry with uh, Alex was here, you know, all that. I, yeah. I threw my Snickers wrappers all over. That's right. That's yeah, right. Of course. Um, yes. Yes. It's very exciting to be here talking about mm. more curb things. Yeah. So these are yeah. So these are the top ten episodes according to this podcast. We took your ranking for every episode, my ranking for my or your grade of pretties good from zero to five pretties. Uh, mine from every episode, our guests when applicable, which it was for half of these episodes. We'll talk about that, and then the audience score for every one of these episodes as well, and uh, averaged out. That is the official ranking of the. Uh, Pretty, pretty, pretty good podcast. I will note before we jump into this, uh, the doll and the grand opening are, if you take away you and me and just use all the internet rankings that I gathered from everywhere, those uh-huh. are the number one and number two ranked episodes. Interesting. And where and do we ne- have those? Neither one of those is in our top 10 today, which is really a top 12 because we have a three-way tie at number 10. Right. Um, uh, so neither one of those, uh, and those are at 16 and 24 res- uh, respectively. Um and the doll is number 27 for me, 35 for you. So we like it, but, you know, we don't love it the way that, that you know, the Internet does. The grand opening is number 21 for me, uh, 41 for you. So you're a little lower on it. But again, uh, yeah. you're the relative hater on both of those episodes, keeping them outside your top 30. But um, neither one of us has them, you know, in the top 20. Uh, but there is 12 episodes that we do. Um, I watched each of these at 6X uh, this week in preparation uh, for the podcast. Six <laughs> now, yes, I will, that. Yeah, I, I will admit I ended up slowing down um, the X's. Uh, oh. For, for when there was a scene that I really wanted to get extra hana'a, like enjoyment I out see. of. Um, and then also, for some reason, the episodes from seasons one and two would be a little glitchy on 6X. So I don't know if like the, they were filmed <laughs> in a different way or something. You'd think the file's the file. I don't know. But um, uh, yeah, I it, couldn't I couldn't possibly answer yeah. that. Um, yeah. It would be curious to see what would be just the top 10 of just you and me. If we mm. exclude all these other people that why do we care about their opinion on our podcast? Okay. Yeah, um, uh, I mean, we, we, we can do that, but I would have needed a little bit of a advance notice. Do it now. Do yeah, well, I, I will, but then you got to talk for a second as I figure um, out. Yeah, so I mean, these are really 12 very fun episodes. Um, I had a lot of fun revisiting them. I didn't really get the opportunity to watch them. I just more went over some of my notes, um, which if you listen to this podcast, you know, my notes, the episodes are uh, very extensive. So um, that was, for me, a more efficient way to kind of just uh, revisit those episodes, reconnect with them, remember some fun moments. Um, Have you saved all your notes from every podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Very impressive. I have them all on my Google Drive. Oh, I have one file, which I then like type over and delete every week, which uh, is not as good. Uh, Our top 10, by the way, would you like to hear our top 10 only? Yes, please. Okay. Um, well, this might spoil some of them that are going to. Okay, you know. So, so why don't why don't yeah. we why don't we save uh, this? For I, the I, end? Will, I will I will I will note the ones that are not um, that are not going to be discussed today. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or as or as we go. Yeah. Well. I'm, okay. So this one we're discussing. Oh, this one we're discussing. 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 This one we're oh it is the exact same uh, all ten of ours are in the top okay, twelve so it just which, change the order which make which makes sense because um you know we are at least two thirds we are two thirds <laughs> to fifty percent of the overall vote yeah it does make sense I guess it's just yeah. interesting to see if there was even like one episode that like popped in as a well, result the, of so there is uh, being so, boosted so by sh- the audience. So Shaq, so as I said, we're actually doing 12 episodes here today because we have a three-way tie for 10th. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Shaq is our 11th favorite episode, excuse me, our 12th favorite episode. Um, the 12 we're discussing today are our 1 through 11 and 13. Uh, so Shaq sneaks in at number 12, just ahead of number 13. Uh, Shaq was number 10 for me, number 22 for you. Uh, uh, overall, uh, the audience 16. dragged it down a little bit. 
Um, and knocked, yes, the, and knocked it and knocked it yes, down. Uh, yes, ever so slightly. Yes. Um, audience hates Jack. Yeah. But all right. Well, so we ready to jump into this or we have any other more preambles to preamble? No, I'm, I'm good to go. Uh, okay. Yeah, all right. Can, so, yeah. So you, you can drive we, this thing. Sure. All right, so we have the three-way tie at 10th with uh, overall ranking of, of 4.33 pretties, which is uh, every episode we're discussing today, by the way, got a full five pretties from Av. So Av consistently oh, okay. uh, loves, all the, uh, loves all these episodes. Uh, I gave this one four and a half pretties, um, which it's, it's, the, uh, it's the number 11 episode for me, number 15 episode for you. So I actually like this episode slightly more than you do relative to other Curb episodes. You're just a little more generous greater. So I only have 10 five-star episodes. So this is at 11th is four and a half pretties for me, 15th for you, 21st for the internet, and 10th for our audience. The audience actually highest on this. Um, this yeah. is, I mean, Elizabeth... I'm a really generous grader mostly because I, I like the show. Curb your yeah, enthusiasm. No, no, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was grading relative to other episodes of curb. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Elizabeth, Margaret and Larry, it is season 10, episode eight. Uh, John Hamm starts mirroring LD who sleeps with Cheryl's sister, Becky, Larry and Leon invent gotta go. Uh, Susie throws Jeff out for siding with Larry in the Becky Ted debate, um, which, of course, is that Larry can, says that him sleeping with Becky is like Cheryl sleeping with Ted. Uh, Richard's girlfriend treats Larry poorly because Richard told her that Larry had a bleeding rectum. Uh, <laughs> yes. Great episode. All the John Ham scenes are gold. Yeah. I think my favorite is when Cheryl and Susie are confronting Larry for sleeping with Becky and Larry with Jeff's support counters that Cheryl dating Ted was just as bad. And then John <laughs> Ham is just taking notes on the whole thing um, and until Cheryl and, and Susie curse yeah. him out and tell him. John Ham just like spends the entire episode like loving the hell out of getting thrown out of places with Larry. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but but he he he's such a good method actor that I'm not even sure is he just pretending to be Larry or has does he actually agree with this? Like for example, um after cousin Andy's wife Cassie claims that the term lazy Susan is racist, John Hamm very confusedly says, "Who's a racist against Susans?" <laughs> which is <laughs> which is great. Um yeah, you know, John Hamm gets into the fight with Mocha Joe for the exact same things that Larry did, uh, much yes. to Cheryl's chagrin. And again, right. like I can't, I can't tell—is John Hamm really upset about these things, or is he just being Larry? Um, what's the difference at a certain point? Yeah, I, that's, I guess that's so, the yeah. nature of his art. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, Larry um, delays his visit to injured Becky in Denver until he can get a first class right. flight. Right, right, right. Which, if you're Larry David, is totally reasonable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we also have the whole thing with the um, with the Gotta Go app, where mm -hmm. you know Larry yeah. comes up with this business idea that he then executes as just being like him and Leon are the yeah. <laughs> are the gophers who have to go stand online while people pee. Uh, but yeah, that's the business that like you know helping like uh, service workers have opportunities to take bathroom breaks and and things like that. Yeah. Which is not that different from House Husband. Do any yeah. of these ideas that Leon uh, have, do they ever not fail spectacularly? No, they always fail spectacularly. Yeah, and, and, and Leon doesn't care, so, you know. Yeah. Um, I've I've noticed a lot or just kind of realized that, like, a lot of episodes, I think, specifically in season 10, maybe 11, too, I don't remember, like, they take place at that newsstand. <laughs> Um, I mean, definitely season 10. What did it come back yeah, the next season? Maybe also? not, but it's like, why do they film so many scenes at a newsstand? Because it's a set they built. And so once they have, it, I you know, know, it's just like, why are, why is Larry and his friends hanging out? At a and newsstand? why is Cheers <laughs> always at the bar? Well, who are you? Who are you? Kramer talking to George? Yeah, Wendt? Yeah, uh, yeah, why is George, always hanging out the George talking to George went at the back of, uh, the that is why, yeah. yes. yes. Um, um yeah. Some yeah. Then like they, you know, he he has this whole fight where with the house where it's like he's like she could keep the profits, but he shouldn't get his money back, which I think yeah. is fair. Of um, course, yeah. He uh, you know, he 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 bought this house for his wife's sister. She ain't his wife anymore. She ain't his sister anymore. <laughs> yeah, and then um, what's it called? They, Larry won't get a normal seat, right, because of the bleeding rectum. Yeah, yeah, they exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, they they magically found one wrapped up in the garage. What a miracle! Exactly. And then and then Larry gets blamed when when um when uh, what's her name when Andy's um when Andy's wife um uh, Becky no what's Andy's wife's name again I just mentioned Cassie her. Cassie yeah say, thank you when, when when Cassie spins the lazy Susan and spills the ketchup or the hot sauce or whatever it's not <laughs> right. Larry's fault at all right of course Larry gets the boot John gets the boot as well they always blame the Jew yeah you know what this is a very good episode. 
This is a very good episode. Yeah. Um, I, as I think will be a common theme, it's like I know I do, and I believe you also just like love the meta narratives that Curb dabbles in from time to time. Um, you can tell it's like a it's a favorite pet yeah. subject of Larry himself. For sure. Um, and it's just I he he always kind of just like has something interesting to say when he does stuff like this. And um, John Hamm playing Larry David is like one of the true highlights of the things that we've seen on this show. It was like an instant classic as soon as as we had this episode. Um, especially because like he's like so the opposite of Larry David, right? Like if anyone is just presents yeah. as like not Larry David, like yes. aesthetically mannerisms, yes. it's like John Hamm. He's, he's the like, gentile from Arizona, in this case, St. Yeah, Louis, that Larry, yeah. you know, fantasized about being when he thought he was. Yeah, character. he's like an Ubermensch, like literally. Yeah. Mm, um, yeah. This is uh, veering into the anti Semitic, but. Veering. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, and the most incredible part is how many times in new and novel ways he's done that, right? Because, like, he does it on Seinfeld with The Jerry Show, which right. is absolutely brilliant way ahead of its time and then the entirety of curb is a form of doing that then he does it even more explicitly with with his interactions with jason um talking about 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 the george character in the earlier seasons then he does it on season seven when seinfeld Seinfeld did other other stuff too like even like the peterman thing and yeah you know all sorts of things where it was just like blurring into the real world yeah or the alternate universe yeah the kramer reality tour all these things yeah yeah um uh, bizarro world with uh yeah bizarro world with uh with 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 Vargas from across the hall etc um yeah and then here of course with John Hamm playing Larry it's great he doesn't he just does it repeatedly in each each time in a different way and you're right it's it's always fantastic um and it's it's really it gives it it rewards the depth of appreciation that you have for these characters because if you're just watching the show casually you're not going to appreciate this right but for uh, yeah exactly for those who invest the way that we do it it it, it really rewards it i think Mm-hmm. Mm. Are we ready to move to the next episode? Let's do it. Yeah, I don't know if we should ding a bell there. Um, tied at number 10, as I said, we have a three-way tie with 4.33 pretties, is we jump from season 10 to season 4, episode 6, The Carpool Lane. Um, it's one of three episodes from season 4 on our ranking today, my favorite season. Uh, this is my number 4 episode ever, so I really, really love this episode. Full five pretties for me. Uh, number 7 for the internet, number 11 for you. So we're all really high on this. Number 24 for the audience, uh, you know, which is pretty good. Not, you know, not the best, but... And also the audience, uh, you know, some episodes have 2 or 3 grades, some episodes have 7 or 8, 10 grades, so, you know, it's a small sample size. Um, this is the episode, of course, where Larry buys weed for his dad's glaucoma. We also, uh, had, a, we also had a guest that episode. Do you remember who our guest was? Yes, our guest was Josh Wiggler. Josh Wiggler, yes. I and think he, I, I I think I know all the guests offhand, but I guess yes. we'll, we'll see. And if he I... he gave the episode four pretties. Yeah. Uh he is the only guest um uh, in this top twelve today who was not the star of the episode, and the only guest spoiler who does not give the full five pretties to the episode in which they star. Yeah, probably um, complete coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of one of them is not the star, but but the other ones we'll get to are really and arguably the, the main character. Um yeah, so although one uh, of them you one of them you're wrong about. You're getting confused, but we'll We'll, okay, well, we'll get there whatever. when we get there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is, of course, uh, Monina uh, in the carpool lane to get to the Dodgers game. Larry gets Funkhauser arrested for the weed in his jacket pocket. Oh, and in real life, Larry got a man off death row using <laughs> yes. the footage from this yes. episode, which is just a whole nother level um, of amazing. Um, uh, you watched uh, Jury Duty, right? Yes. Yeah, so uh, Larry in this episode gets out of Jury Duty by using the word Negro. Right. Yeah. 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 He does the fake racism thing. Um. Uh, in addition to wearing the sidefall jacket, by the way, so everybody knows who he is. Uh, <laughs> uh. Speaking of shows that I know you watch and love, Hurley from Lost is the weed dealer from whom Larry yes. buys the weed for his dad. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Monina is the absolute uh come with Gale of this episode. A little lollipop love. A little digging for diamonds. I got a red snapper that'll talk to you. I remember that we speculated on what all each of those meant. And I don't remember what we speculated that uh, right now. I have no idea what any of those mean. Yeah, <laughs> I, we we used to work in Dictionary live on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, we did. So, uh, okay, yeah. you could check. Um, back. I I I love Larry and Monina using coup de la that yes. Crazy Eyes Killer taught Larry on the previous season of the show, which Chris Williams told us on this podcast. He told his friend Kim Whitley, who plays Correct. Monina, to use. So yeah. uh, once again, the Jews appropriating other people's work. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so are we not coup de la then to do that? All right. Uh, um, yeah, we wrote that line. 
Yeah. Um, when Larry, Nat, and Monina get stoned, great scene. Larry yeah. has a bad trip and gets in a fight with himself in the mirror. While Nat and Monina is the shiznick. Yeah. Nat and Monina are having the time of their lives. Yeah. So yeah, it was a Un- great time until that... until his vision comes back. Yeah, she's a hooker. Yeah. <laughs> um, Josh Wiggler, not a hooker. Uh, we did not have to pay him uh, for the hour of entertainment no. that we gave him. Yes. No. He gives um, it away for free. He does. Um, we also had the whole thing where. Um, Funkhauser says that like that he he doesn't have any tickets available, and then yeah. we find out that this, <laughs> he's he's keeping the seat empty for his dad. Yeah, and like Larry flips out at him. Did, did I ever mention this um, to denigrate Jews some more? Uh, did I ever mention this the last time we did this podcast, the Alan Dershowitz thing about the Yankees game? I don't know. All right, so Alan, in, 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 in Alan in Alan Dershowitz's book Chutzpah, like one of his earlier um, memoirs biographies, he talks yeah. about having a, an alt like a Hasidic cousin who loves the Yankees, but is so religious and doesn't want to accidentally touch members of the opposite sex that he would go to Yankees games and buy his seat and then buy the seats to the left and the right and then buy the three seats directly in front and the three seats directly below. He would buy a nine-seat area yeah, okay. for himself to sit in. That sounds made up. Of course it's made up, but even to the extent it was true, which it's not, I it always bothered me because I'm like, there's cheaper ways to do this. Like buy a seat on the end of the aisle, and then you'll have to buy two seats or four seats or whatever. Of course, <laughs> then you got to get people are passing you, so maybe you want to be in the middle of the aisle. Yeah, it's obviously made up anyway. Um, and, and this is before Alan Dershowitz was uh was senile and saying all kinds of crazy things. But um, yeah, so uh, that that's what I thought of every time I see that uh that the fuck man is reserving a seat for his dad. <laughs> A Dodgers game, by the way, that is so in demand, a a regular season baseball game, that it's impossible to get tickets. Larry, with all his connections, doesn't know anybody who can get a ticket to the game. Well, well, he gets tickets through Jeff. Uh, Event? No, Cheryl gets them to him as a surprise. Oh, Cheryl gets But he's tried everything he can do, and he can't get them. That's why he's trying to convince um, uh, Fuckman, because, yeah, uh, Jeff says, Jeff says, I've tried everybody I know. Nobody can get tickets to this game. Uh, you know, it is a, it is maybe it was the game where yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yes, but yeah. that's the carpool lane. Yeah, Funk Funk says that the seat is spoken for. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh man, Marty. He also he also tries to pay Larry fifty bucks he owes him with a fifty from his sock. Yes, yeah, yeah. We uh, yeah, we covered on the come with guy thing. Yeah, we watched oh. that scene, right? Yeah, I yeah, oh, did we? I um, I taught ago. my son a couple weeks ago, um, the sock trick because uh, when he goes to basketball practice. Yeah. He has nothing in his pockets. He has no pockets. Excuse me. He's just wearing shorts and like a jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I wanted to give him some money to buy something from the cafe afterwards. And I came. And so I wasn't giving him a credit card. So I gave him a five dollar bill or a ten dollar bill, whatever. And I said, fold it up and put it in your shoe. He's like, I'm not gonna put it in my shoe. That's really weird and gross. And I said, where else are you gonna put it? He's like, I don't know. So um, yeah, I guess I was inspired by the funk man. Yeah, no, no. When I uh, when I was on the basketball team, the the coach taught taught us that when you get sweaty, you should wipe your hands off on your socks. That's uh, those that'll be the driest part of your body. Oh, the the part of the sock that like is above, like on your ankle. Right. Yeah, but but the the the, the money goes all the way in the inside part of the shoe. The sweaty part, the grosser part. Well, you could also just stick the money right in the top there if you're if you're wearing like uh, like you're socks. like you're like you're a stripper and you're putting it inside like so it's yeah. Anyways, I guess it depends how high your socks go. I guess yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, are we are we ready to go to the third episode, tied for tenth? Let's do it. Yeah, number ten, three way tie. Number ten, yet again. Now we go all the way to season two, episode two, Thor, King tied, of Asgard. Yes, um, number nine for me, uh, which is four and a half pretties. So I guess I didn't give even the top ten episodes all five pretties. Uh, number seventeen for Av, uh, who gives it the full five pretties. Number twenty seven for the internet. Uh, number 10 for the listeners, tied with Elizabeth, Margaret, and Larry. And number 10 overall, Jeff separates from Susie. Uh, Larry gets in a fight with Thor, which leads to car trouble. Uh, Larry's comment to Wanda, he would know that tush anywhere, leads Cheryl to suspect him of having an ass fetish. Uh, and, and Larry's very concerned because he does not want uh, Cheryl to think he has any fetishes or weird sexual preferences because Jeff is worried that if he breaks up with Susie, Susie will go around town talking about that. Larry and, and Jason have a meeting where they have the classic fight about where to have their next meeting. Um, this is the one of the episodes. This is, a, you know, the second episode of the second season where I turn on Cheryl. Cheryl thinks that afternoon sex is, quote, kinky. So yeah. she, you're not having a good time with Cheryl. Yeah, this I mean, this comes up a few times over the course of the show that she doesn't like sex during the daytime. Yeah. Um, Larry, there's a whole lot. There's a late season episode. It's not when he's with Cheryl anymore. 
or he's it's just talking about dating and he like says how he wishes that sex during the daytime was how it worked because like he has so much more energy and he wishes he could like flip the whole thing but like you know everyone else is just like no, no sex is a nighttime activity um so it's this is definitely something that Larry David feels strongly about. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't think that sex is at this stage of my life. It's less a nighttime activity than uh when the children are uh, away activity. Uh huh. Okay. And and so like I like for for many people's lifestyles, that's naturally going to be nighttime. But like when we're on vacation, for example, uh, like without the kids, it's definitely daytime more than nighttime. I feel like for all the reasons Larry says. Right. <laughs> right. If you don't have a job like Larry and you're just hanging around all day. Why not have sex during the day? <laughs> May as well. Yeah. We're here. If your life is a vacation, yeah, you don't have kids yeah. in the way. Uh, you don't have work. Yeah, if you're Larry, yeah, yeah have sex in the daytime. And then I tend to go to sleep or do yeah. podcasts. Um, I like that Jason's defense is that this is not a meeting about the show. This is a meeting about having a meeting. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Which really isn't what most meetings are about at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, that's really what all meetings are about. Yeah. Um, it, it's the schedule, setting the agenda for the next meeting. Uh, Larry's feeble attempt to change the tire is hilarious. And I, I don't know if yeah. I reported it on some podcasts, but I just had to change a tire in Manhattan uh, a few months ago in October. Sounds and terrible. the passers-by were – and I was doing it in the rain. That part was very terrible. Uh, but passers-by were extraordinarily uh, nice. One person yeah. stopped to help me. Another person uh, gave me the phone number of a tire place nearby. Um, complete opposite of Larry's experience where he offers $10 for a human acknowledgement, and he cannot get it. Yeah. People in LA, bigger assholes than people in New York. Or just like they know that he's Larry David and they're just like, eh. All the more reason. If I was no, well, because they know he's a jerk. I for sure said this on the podcast before, but um, Larry mentioned um at the at the season what was a nine screening that I went to that um he was walking down the street in Manhattan and somebody uh just leaned out the window, hey, you're Larry David, do you need a ride somewhere? And Larry got in his car, got a free ride (laughs) instead of getting an Uber, and he was so proud of himself. And his his daughter's like, Dad, you can't do that. Uh, to which I say, no, of course you should do that. Your fans are great. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's uh, speaking, what you basically do with Uber, right? Yeah. Speaking of driving, Larry has, uh, Larry has the scene driving with Jeff's mom where she's so critical of everything about him. And he just is sarcastically self-deprecating and agreeing with everything. I love mm-hmm. that scene. That was amazing. That was a reduced speed from six X to maybe four X or even two X. <laughs> um, and then of course the payoff is the episode ends with Cheryl opening up the mail to find the photographic right, ticket, the ticket of Larry staring at Jeff's mom's ass. Um, ass fetish confirmed. He's obsessed with tits in another episode. Here he's obsessed with asses. Yeah, tip mouse. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> you're obsessed with asses. Yeah. Um, yeah, he gets himself into trouble because like, he's like playing like cops and robbers with them. And then he's like, yeah. Were you like shooting at my kids? And he's like, What? Yeah. I was playing. <laughs> they shot yeah. at me first. Yeah. Thor, Thor's a fucking asshole. Yeah, Thor is, yeah, he's a big jerk. Yeah. Um, this I, mean, guy, how, I, was, I was surprised Wanda, that this episode Wanda was ranked so assy. high. Uh, oh, so you were shocked this episode was ranked so high. I was surprised, yeah. I mean, I didn't remember it as being like an okay, elite you have it number You have it number 17 on your yeah. list. Yeah, no, so I have it pretty high up. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, is, um, yeah, is, uh, you know, I have it number nine, so I guess I like it even more than you. Speaking of number nine, should we move yeah. on to action number nine? The Let's very next week on the show, uh, the show Curb, the show Pretty Pretty Good, was season two, episode three, Trick or Treat. So yeah. that's consecutive weeks uh, of the show, consecutive episodes in our top ten, uh, which is kind of cool. We have one other pair of consecutive episodes to come, uh, but we'll get to there later. This episode, Trick or Treat, is number six for the internet. The internet loves it. Number seven for me, number ten for Av, and number 38 for the audience. So the audience, it's the second lowest of tonight's episodes for the audience, actually, but uh, the rest of us love it. This is yeah. Cheryl's friend, Cobb, writes a movie and claims credit and for this the This is Cobb just salad. like an, an iconic, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good episode. For sure, yes. Larry whistles Wagner, offending a Jewish neighbor. Um, Larry thinks that the neighbor teens are too old to trick or treat. Uh, Larry's golf outfit misleads people. Um, just, yeah. So are you Jewish? Do you want to check my penis? Judaism, <laughs> where are you? Hey, screws the wife of a man in a wheelchair. Um, guess you should give me some candy, you asshole. So yes, <laughs> yeah. this is, a yeah, and you, you skipped the most pretty, pretty, pretty good part. Yeah. Cool. Yada, 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 yeah. over postman, yeah. postman. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, That's the origin. This yes. episode. Yeah, I, uh, I just quoted like two of the parts of that scene. <laughs> but you skipped the Lord Postman. Yeah. Well, I jumped into the into into the the quote. I, I play the whole thing on the podcast. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. You're yeah. a lousy Jew. Yeah, I'm a lousy podcaster. Andrew. Um, yeah, like Cobb Salad, as we talked about, Bob mm. Cobb is credited, I think, with, with the Cobb Salad on Seinfeld. Or no, on Seinfeld, he's just the he's just the what's it called the the guy with the what do you call it? So they don't even mention the Cobb Salad on Seinfeld. He's the maestro. 
Okay. He's the maestro. Okay, fine. Yeah. I get confused. Yeah, he's only um, the maestro. But please refer to him as the maestro. Yeah, of course. Um, I haven't seen that movie yet. Yeah. I don't think I think I, I know I'm not going to like it, but I have to the see maestro? one of those. Yeah. Oh, uh, d- don't even try and uh, claim that the uh, that the big nose is anti-Semitic. There's nothing there. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. That, that, that was a that was a weak attempt at, um, at, at the maestro telling Jerry not to look for a house. Ah, I see. There's no, yes, there's it, no houses available. Yes, and also referencing Bradley Cooper's uh, prosthetic nose, which is uh, has gotten some attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this um, episode has like the line from Cheryl that like sums up the entirety of Larry David, which is when she says, "You have your own set of rules, and you expect everyone to adhere to them, but they're not because nobody knows them." <laughs> Sounds like a fantasy league I just made up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nobody knew the rules. Yeah, uh, but you made them up, and you're an idiot. Is, yeah, uh, as I once but, said. But, yeah. but in that case, at least I wrote them down. So. Yeah, yeah. Although they were still incomplete, and so you, you had to understand the uh, the legislative intent. Well, that's what I I, I said on the on the podcast that we did. Um, yeah. That uh, I was like, I'm not going to start boring everyone in terms of whether we're supposed to be applying original intent or, or original yeah, public yeah. meeting here. Yeah. Uh, because there was like a dispute where it was like it yeah. was like people thought it was like clear as day in terms of what you wrote, but then they asked you what it meant, and you're like, <laughs> you said the complete opposite. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, uh, I, I listened four and a half hours to that at 2x, so three times as slow as I listened yeah. to what we watch these curve episodes. Yeah, I laughed when um, when Keith said at the end of this episode that you just had, like, oh, should we put this on yeah, the patron uh, feed? I said, too short for the patron feed. Um, yeah, and I didn't even tell him that we already released another patron episode this week. <laughs> That's fine. He doesn't need to know. Yeah, exactly. He'll never find out. There's no He'll way from it out. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. How could he possibly know? Yeah, a podcast that, that he released. Um, all right, no we'll talk about the survivor. She gave it to find out. Yeah, let's do it. The survivor. Oh, yeah, the survivor. That, that was a coincidence. Yeah, episode number eight on our power rankings. Surprisingly low rated by our listeners, who average ranking is just three point one seven pretties seventieth. Our listeners think this is a below average episode. I detected a little anti-Semitism here. Yeah, it sounds like Holocaust denial to me. Yeah, I mean it really is seventieth among our listeners. Number one for Alex Chester, um, and um, number eleven for the internet. And what is it for you? I wrote number blank for Av. I forgot oh, to. For blank. Number blank for Av. Hold on. Av has the survivor at. Um... So, yes, an ultimate number four for Av, number one for me. So, on our uh, curb, Mount Rushmore, Larry and Cheryl renew their vows. Uh, Larry's uh, dry cleaner, Gina Gershon, uh, the Hasid, um, the aforementioned Hasidim, offers an opportunity for him to cash in on his anniversary present. Right, right, right. Uh, a clash of survivors leads to repeated wine stains. Will someone get a sponge? Colby, who I had no idea who he was the first many times I saw this episode. Uh, you are making fun from me! Um, <laughs> now, I-, I will say this. During my 6X rewatch, I thought the rabbi is uh, clearly the fucking asshole, not just for the stolen valor of his cousin being a 9-11 victim, but is over the top. What did you just say? Um, and oh, I looked it well. up. Yeah. Also, um, also a pretty, pretty good uh, iconic. Some uh, behind the scenes. That's when uh, when you signal to me that it's time to go. Oh, you always you say, say let's roll. You say yes. let's roll, and then about thir- and then about thirty or forty minutes later, we start <laughs> yeah. podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, I looked it up for that episode. Uh, I actually called Colby the fucking asshole, but fortunately, you Av said it was the rabbi. So um, yeah. you were right, and I was wrong. Um, at least at six X. Yeah, yeah, this is just like another great one. Gino Gershon is incredible here. Yeah, you um, come here to fuck or you come here to talk about your dirty suit? <laughs> yeah, like, like Larry shows up with the sheet with the hole in it because yeah. it's just like the urban legend that he heard. Yeah. Um, and that's that's really Jeff's doing. doing. That's like Jeff was like a reverse come with guy. Susie, yeah. even more so, actually. Jeff says, of course, you need the sheet with the hole. And then Larry's <laughs> like, no, that's not true. And Jeff's like, yeah, it is. Susie, come in here. And Susie's like, of course, everybody knows it's true. So we really <laughs> blame Susie. She was the deciding vote on the 1-1 one, one tie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Susie's a fucking asshole. Hmm, um, yeah. The, um, the, the, the competing vows where like Larry refuses to say eternity just to make Cheryl happy. Um, he just like has to say like mm-hmm. till death, like death is very good. That's for a very yeah, long time. A lot of women would like that. Yeah. After death, who knows? I didn't really um, know that was part of the deal. You're always very good at making plans. You make very good plans. You're very organized. Um, Larry actually is uh, very clearly a believer in the afterlife. Um, here, he doesn't want to commit to Cheryl into it right. because he thought he would be single. Um, at another time, he actually dies on the show, of course, when he's donating his kidney uh, to Lewis, and he um, goes into the afterlife 
where he, of course, meets his mother, meets his two guardian angels, Sasha Maricone and Dustin Hoffman. So, um, yeah, Larry David, really, uh, really a deep believer in, in the afterlife, apparently. Yeah. Very concerned yeah. where his mother's buried uh, in the afterlife. Well, I guess that's on this line. Right. Yeah. And the um, the 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 fight at the table, obviously, between uh, Solly and Colby is just like legendary. It's like it's like peak curb um, in so many ways um, for uh, for people like us. Um, yes. And did I ever see the show? I finally did see the show. <laughs> you did. Have you even seen our show? That was the name of my of our of my the Navy's team was. Have you seen our show? It was called the Holocaust. Yeah. I, I So I, I when we first podcasted about this would have been what Marchish of March or April, something like that of 2020. Cause we started the podcast in January of 2020, right? Yeah, Unrelated to, uh, to, to COVID. We started because the new season of curve was coming at the time, season 10, right? Yeah. We could look this up pretty quickly. Yeah. And then, um, and so then, and so this episode, um, the survivor we would have done, it's, what is it? Oh no, it's, it's season four. So no, it would have been about a year later. So it was, it was actually the podcast rewatch of it was actually after I had seen all of, all of, uh, Colby was. Uh, yeah. We just I thought we were still season two because the previous couple episodes were season two. Ah. Um because I I I binge watched all forty seasons of uh the first forty seasons of Survivor um from what May till till July, I think, of twenty twenty. Got something it. Like yeah. That. Maybe April. I was yeah. I was like March <laughs> to June. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um so yeah, yeah so was, that's the survivor. This was, this was November twenty twenty. Oh, we this was this came out just before the last time um there was a presidential election. Mm, mm, mm. Um what will we be podcasting about then? Back with friends? Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll get there. We'll be talking about the next episode after the survivor um coming up. If you couldn't mm. put that together, you can put it together. Otherwise you can wait. Mm, mm. Oh, I see what you did. Um, all right, number seven is the black swan. Uh, the Black Swan, we uh, it was ranked uh, number twelve for the internet, ranked uh, number twelve for 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 Av, number twenty three for me. So I give it four pretties. It's the it's my lowest ranked episode of the twelve we're discussing here today. The only mm-hmm. one I don't give at least four and a half pretties to. Uh, number twenty one for the audience with three point nine pretties. The Great Dan Elite joined us for this episode, Mr. Takashi yeah. himself. Uh, not um, you know. As a guest, I think we, there was we were hoping for a little more. Like we asked him, for example, when he goes in the earlier season when Larry's trying to sell cars and tries to buy the car, is he playing Mr. Takahashi there? And he didn't really give us an answer to that question. So we don't know whether <laughs> it was one character or two characters in the world of. Uh, we we don't know. It's it's yeah. completely ambiguous. He didn't he didn't seem to even be aware of the conundrum of himself the <laughs> the same actor playing two different characters on the same show. Right. He, he had obviously given it zero thought. Yes, he's like, why are you nerds caring about this? Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but, uh, but he, uh, but he, he's, of course he's great on the show. Uh, he, he does the LDI thing at Larry, um, which yes. is a, which is a tremendous honor to, to get to, fl- oh, I didn't even say what the episode's about. Uh, Larry gets in trouble at the club, um, with Mr. Takahashi. He kills a beloved swan. Um, he warns his friends about crossing him or ratting on him. Um, he offers generosity to Andy's family, to Cassie's family, but only to a point, uh, which will not be enough for Cassie because she's a fucking asshole. Um, <laughs> uh, Nat David tries to save a few bucks by writing P-A-S-T on his wife's tombstone <laughs> instead of P-A-S-S-E-D because it's 15 bucks a letter. Uh, by the way, if you try to save money, why didn't you just say died, which is also the same number of letters and wouldn't be spelled True. wrong. Um, another no, great thing about fewer, this episode, it's, fewer, it's fewer letters. Well, pa- no, it'd be four letters. Instead of eight. No, past is four also. Right, passed away is eight. Oh, does it say away after that also? I think so. Oh, yeah. Then, oh, then for sure. No brainer. Yeah. yeah. I thought you said, yeah, born blank, past blank. Um, yeah. Funk, yeah, Funk, right. Funk says that she, they should have written beloved moth. <laughs> yes. Uh, another great thing about this episode is the Tombstone Maker correctly informs Larry that Derek Jeter was overrated overall and shitty at yes. defense in particular. Yes. Um, so you get some good baseball knowledge on this episode. But um, – and of course, yeah. Larry's a typical Yankees fan who thinks Jeter's underrated yeah. because of his like intangibles or whatever bullshit. I will say though, like on my six x six x rewatch, I thought this episode was good. It was good, mm-hmm. but it was not amazing, um, justifying my 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 lowest ranking, my only four pretties ranking. And I'm not sure why it deserves to be included in our top ten. So, um, so uh, tell me why I'm so wrong because you have this at number twelve, so you have it uh, you know a little bit higher than I do. Yeah, I mean, I I know that the 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 whole thing with like Mr. Takahashi and like investigating them and interrogating them is just like one of the things in the show that like made me laugh the most. Um, just you like, kill Swan? 
it's just like the, the the degree to which they are afraid of Mr. Takahashi is yes. just like so funny. It's like children in school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's just so good and like just also resonates so true that these like grown ups like millionaires yeah. yes. are like scared that like they're gonna be in trouble at the golf club. Um yeah. Well but Larry's got kicked out of club after club, right? I know, I know. It's just so good. Like golf he shouldn't a, give a, like he shouldn't give a shit. Uh, so let, let, like me, let, let me let me let me ask you a question. If, if if you were banned from your your local synagogue, it would be a big deal. It would cause a lot I'm, of stress. I'm in your not saying and, it's wrong. I said it resonates. Yeah, it's just yeah, so yeah. it's just so comical. Yeah. Um. There's the whole thing here with the, like the tip and the additional tip. Uh, but yeah, it's yes. it's good. It's not it's not great. Um. Although it, like I do like the way that like he gets his comeuppance through all these like different little grievances over the course yeah. of the episode. Like it all really ties together nicely. Well, that's the problem. Um, you can only you can only you know tie tie together so many loose ends, right? You can only bribe mm-hmm. so many people with big tips. Uh, right. Before we were podcasting, we were briefly talking about Killers of the Flower Moon. Um. Kind of the same way that. Uh, you know, that that's a consequence there. You see, without spoiling anything, like you know, you can only tie up so many. You know, when when you got a lot of loose ends, you know, you right. got to tie them all up. This eventually um, there's going to be something out there that's going to come back to that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just saying, if 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 you want to um, conduct a criminal um, conspiracy, uh, yeah, don't involve know, Andy. Conduct, conduct a criminal conspiracy. Yes, <laughs> well, Andy. I mean, this guy's got the biggest mouth. Now, I say this as if I don't tell my wife everything, but um, yeah, he immediately yeah. says, like, I have no choice. I'm like, I'm required to tell my wife everything. Yeah. Um, and, and Cassie is just, you know, altogether no good. So except for her anti-garbage tank, which I enjoyed. <laughs> uh, that's not this episode, though. So that's the Black Swan. Slightly lower for me. But, you know, I rank it 23 out of 110. So that's still very. Yeah. Uh, I one also of the better just, like, of, I love the I show. love I love Cassie and the, the audacity of Cassidy this episode, because, like, I've I've seen that audacity in other people. Yes. And it's just like such a it's such a, it's such a crazy thing when you witness it. That like. Someone's yeah. like, oh, I'll pay for your college. And she's like, and also cosmetology school. Right? Yeah. But it, it's, yeah, I think you're right. It's it's not uncommon at all. I mean, athletes talk about it a lot, how all of a sudden, yeah. you know, every family member comes and wants something and they try and be generous and supportive. But no matter what they do, it's never enough because the perception always is like, you know, not gratefulness. But, well, of course you can because you have endless amounts, right. even yeah, though, I'm you know, they don't. Right. Yeah. And they have a lot um, of people in, in line asking them for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a, lot, a, lot of, a, a lot of assholes like Cassie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You gotta okay. check the cat. The cast is your life. I don't. All right. Let's get to number six. So more we are, baseball. Uh, yes, Mister Softy. The number six episode in our rankings. The number six episode for Av. The number nine episode for the internet. And the number fifteen episode for me. The number two overall episode for our audience. Our audience is all over Mister Softy. We're in New York. Larry's dating Anna Gasteyer. The Mr. Softy music distracts him during a softball championship, enraging his Steinbrennerian car mechanic um, <laughs> softball team manager. Uh, his girlfriend, Jennifer, uh, settles for his bumpy ride. Larry tries to get Jeff a Mookie Wilson autograph and meets Bill Buckner, who attends a minion and then gets redeemed for 1986. So we have orgasms. We have sports. We have Jews. Of course, I love this episode, Jared Jerome would say. Um, <laughs> Leon's glasses resolve Larry's issues at the card show. Um, and with his overcharging blabbermouth therapist, yes. uh, one of my oh, favorite things best. about them being in New York is like all these guest stars. Robert Smigel kills it as Yari. Jerry yeah. Adler, who plays Heshi in The Sopranos, and Peter Gross, uh, who's in a bunch of stuff. Right, he's but, one of the uh, Minion Men. Yeah, those are the two Minion members. He's the Minion Man who's from Boston and refuses to pray as long as uh, <laughs> Buckner, <laughs> Buckner is, 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 is in the room, right. in, in the apartment, so they get thrown out. Fred Malamed, excellent as always, as the always. big mouth therapist, Dr. Thurgood. Um, yeah, um, Amy Schumer is in this episode. Mookie Wilson, Bill Buckner, of course. Who's Amy? Oh, she's on the baseball team. Yeah, she's just one. Yeah. She's just playing. She's not even playing herself. She's just playing a softball team member. But, right, you know, right. it's a, so, yeah, um, which, which is kind of funny. Um, what do you have yeah, to no, say? No, this episode, this episode is bananas. Um, yeah. it has, it has everything. Um, as you said, it checks all of your three boxes. Yeah. Um, for me, you, this you, also you saw has... a serious man, obviously, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, Which also he, checks he, my boxes. Yeah. yeah Fred he, Malamid he, is playing the same character. He's just the same guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, this just like, just like giant of a man who just can like deliver a soliloquy like anyone's business and yeah. is just like so comically absurd and like. Yes. It, a humongous asshole oh, that makes yes. you that just like gaslights you into thinking yes. that he could because he just like talks so with like such great elocution. Yes. Oh, it's so good. He's yeah. so ridiculous. He could he outs George Lucas. I'm gonna uh, out George as, Lucas. I'm gonna fuck your as, wife. He he would 
he would tend to vi- he would tend to uh, visit prostitutes, and uh, they would charge him for the full hour, even though he only lasted three to five minutes. Um, um, not, not everybody's in showbiz like you, okay? Yes, you may know him as Star Wars. the director of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. We also, like, the scene where Larry disgustingly witnesses Susie having an orgasm in his car uh, is yeah. like, if you, and this goes again to, like, really appreciating the character development, if you're just watching the show casually, it's funny because you see this guy in the car with this woman who's obviously not his, you know, it's his friend's wife, and he's grossed out. But when you really appreciate and know the Larry-Susie relationship, it, it's, like, even better. And Susie's, um, uh, you know, uh, undesired um, uh, <laughs> orgasm in the car acting is absolutely incredible. Um, so that that's great. Um, the way that Larry gets redemption um, is, excuse me, the, the way he gets redemption for Bill Buckner, I think yeah. is brilliant. Um, Bill Buckner, the absolute hero of the episode after, uh, you know, fucking up a, a ball earlier in the episode, of course. The only slight demerit I have here is Leon with glasses. This shtick, like it, we had the exact same story already where glasses less Leon gets his way with white people. Also, by the way, in a baseball related episode, as you may recall, he got jersey, Larry's right? old Joe Pepitone jersey yes. back for him. So, yeah, so Larry has done this before, or the curb has done this before, how Leon... Uh, Leon has things. Yeah, right. yes, has a way with uh, with white people, yes. Yeah. But, uh, yes, overall, I, oh, absolutely I great seen, episode. I, I feel like we've seen a couple times it's because he threatens them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, here are the glasses, yes. He, they think he's, I don't know, uh, less threatening, perhaps. But, yeah, just a right episode. Love to be in New yeah. York. And, um, you know, love the, the all the stars we have on this episode also. Yeah, I mean, we also get the pretty, pretty, pretty good origin story um, with, you know, that flashback Larry has of the Mr. Softy truck, like the first mm. time that he was playing uh, strip poker with a girl. Mm. Um, yes. And then, it, you know, it comes back and he, you know, it, it distracts him in the game, in the big game. It distracts him when he's uh, in the middle of doing the deed with Dan Agasteyer and like he mm. uh, has a uh, coitus interruptus, I believe that kids are calling it these days. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, having um, Buckner and Mookie there together, it's awesome. We, um, we for this episode we had uh, a couple guests um i did like kind of like a side little uh 86 game six retrospective with a mets fan and i oh yes that's yes. myself so that was a lot of fun um yeah this is this is i can't believe that we have six episodes ranked higher than this because mr softy is uh it's just so jam-packed with great stuff yeah and it's number six for you as well so you have five others ahead yeah. of it also yeah including including at number five uh season five episode eight the only episode from season five on our list, uh, by the way, is the ski lift. Number yeah. three for me overall. Uh, number eight for the internet. Number nine for you. Number ten for the audience. Everyone agrees the ski lift is a top ten episode all time. Larry and company must pretend to be Orthodox Jews to move Richard to the top of the kidney list. Uh, Richard's nurse is alleged to have a wide vagina. So yet again, we have Judaism, we have sports, we have baseball and skiing, we have sex, we have it all. Um, here, here's my question about the final epi- scene of the episode, right? So the nurse steals Larry's <laughs> cell phone and stashes it in her unusually wide, large vagina, right? Correct. As she did with the Mickey Mantle ball. That I get. Yeah. But it's been several days since Larry lost his cell phone, right? So he lost it days ago. He left it there. She finds it at Richard's. That was then. Days later, why is she still continuing to carry it around in her large <laughs> vagina? I mean, none of it really makes sense. Yeah. Now, you could say, because I, I really thought of all the options here. So you could say, no, while Larry lost it many days ago, she only found it today. Right. It's that been sitting be. in, it, it was sitting in Richard's room until today. But if that's the case, the number one, the battery would have died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wouldn't be ringing inside her now. <laughs> and number two, Richard or anyone else would have heard it at any time during those preceding days that it was in that room because Larry called it many times looking for the phone, as others right. did as well. And right, so, right on other yes. calls. Yes. So I submit to you, Av, that a story based around a woman stealing a baseball and a cell phone and putting them in her vagina, not entirely logical. Yeah, it could be that not everything that happens in this episode yes. is entirely logical. <laughs> yes. Shkia Sahama, you must jump off a ski lift to your yeah. death if necessary. Yeah. So um, in addition to talking about this episode when we covered this episode, we also then did a subsequent episode where we explored Jewish themes of career enthusiasm in which we had – as our guests, um, our friend uh, Rabbi David Bashevkin, and um, her name was Iris. I can't remember Bar. her last name. Iris Bar. Bar. Yes. Um, who played the young lady from this episode? Uh, Mrs. Um, Rachel Heineman was her name. Um, and we talked a lot about this episode. We talked about uh, other Jewish stuff throughout her. So, you know, if you want to 
you know, go back to the archives. You can hear a uh, pretty cool interview with um, the main guest star of this episode. Um, and yeah, this is this is a real classic for me as well. I mean, obviously, we have like the whole angle in which this resonates to us, like to the extent that it's like we're hearing the words like milk plates said mm. on, you know, yes. on our TV screens. Yeah. Like, you know, a person like women, you know, covering their hair. Like these are just like things that like it's it's kind of like much more commonplace now that now, you know, you've had Netflix shows like, you know, Schnitzel and Srugim and like, you know, there's a, a lot of Israeli cinema has reached well, commonplace for us to see, but not for people, uh, other people who watch Kerr probably. Um, yeah, no, but I mean, even but, yeah, but back yes, then, yeah. this was this was crazy it's for us. Not seen on a screen at all. Yeah, yeah, like there was no such thing of like characters talking with like these words and like looking this way um, yeah. on our TV screens until like this episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, basically. Other than like on the news occasionally, mm-hmm. like it was never. It was usually not going to be something good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, this um, this episode was like very cool in in that regard. Um, the whole like big pe- you know, small penis, <laughs> large vagina is just like such a ridiculous um you know larry and jeff back and forth that's just so mm-hmm. great um the whole plan like orthodox jew aside like the whole plan to like befriend this guy to like get richard higher on the kidney list is just like so deviously brilliant i love it so much it's so larry it's like so unnecessary um but like he, the, the the lengths he'll go to to like double and triple down on a lie yeah. it's always like the, one of my favorite things to see with larry when it's just like you could just come clean it'll be fine like you can fix this you're larry david you have you know yeah. unlimited funds um but like you know he just like must dig himself deeper a scheme is like sex why should i pay for it when if i apply myself i might be able to get away with it for free <laughs> there you go yeah there you go um Yes. Um, so as we get to our top four, I said this before, but I think you you fact checked me. I said, uh, you know, the top four episodes on our list, um, each of them, not a coincidence, I think that we had a guest for that episode of the podcast. And that at least for number four, number three, number two, the guest was like the star of that episode also. No. Um. So for number three. OK, well, let's start with number four. OK, sure. OK, so 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 number four, which is season four. Episode 10, uh, the only season finale of any season finale on this list. It's also the other consecutive episodes because the Survivor is season four, right. episode nine, which we had. And now we have opening night um, is number four on our list. Um, it is um, it is the number three episode for you, Av, the number mm-hmm. 10 episode for the Internet, the number 13 episode for me, the number seven episode for the audience. Uh, everyone heads to New York for the premiere of The Producers. While Larry tries to cash it on his anniversary gift before it expires, it's an hour-long episode, really, um, which is a which is a big deal back then. Especially every episode was you know just under thirty minutes. This episode is a full hour. Um, we have Zachary Levy, of course, as the overly explanatory bellman. We have the fellatio teacher and the spicy Mexican food. We have the random Stephen Colbert cameo. Um, we 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 have Larry. The only demerit in this episode, I think, is is Larry and Jeff have the identical uh, plane conversation that Elaine and Putty have, where Jeff yeah. just sits there does nothing. Right. Um. But of, of course, Katie Huffman uh, was the uh, is, is really you know it, it, he goes about as far with her as he does with anybody uh, in his anniversary gift. She is the female star of the show, the producers, the star of the episode of Curb, and was the star of Pretty 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 Good when we discussed this episode. Mm-hmm. Sure um, Larry stops hooking up with her because of the picture of George Bush in her dressing room. Um, so quaint. I, yeah. I, I, and also, I just don't think that like future generations would understand how absurd and impossible it would be for one to carry around a picture of the president. Because like <laughs> back then, the president wasn't or, or uh, there weren't cult leader presidents like who the dumbest and meanest people, you know, would like actually like worship in this way and like have pictures of um, Jeff, by the way, with the brilliant response. I'd fuck her with a but with the Bush mask on. <laughs> Uh, speaking about Katie Huffman, uh, Av, would you have sex with a very beautiful woman uh, with a Donald Trump mask on? Um, yeah, that's fine. P- provided you have to do it in uh, the missionary position, you cannot do it in a position where you're not facing. Your face. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess I could probably get over it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyway, but listen, the main reason this episode is so incredible, ranked so high, is because of the cumulative brilliance of the entire season, of which this is the ultimate payoff. Sixth Sense-like, 
all along they were telling us it is the producers it is an intentional failure mel brooks is right there and yet somehow we never see it coming until they literally spell it out for us in this episode it's absolutely brilliantly executed meta on meta on meta um and you know just the, the whole season of two to four so that the season four the best episode of curb yeah, I mean, I I do. Th- I mean, there's definitely that's a huge part of it. But I do think the episode stands on its own as well. I don't think it's sure, just yes. a cumulative effect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, it being like the crescendo of of all that. Um, the you know, I I think a lot of the Broadway scenes are like excellent. Like when they mm. you know when they do the performing like the the opening song. Legitimately, um, the singing and dancing. By yeah. the way, wild on six X. Let me tell you something. <laughs> but um, but I slowed it down to appreciate it at slower speeds as well. I submit to you, Av. That the producers, such that we see it on Curb, is better than the Seinfeld episode reunion, such that we see it on Curb in season seven. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think they they do a real professional job there, here and not really there. Um, there we kind of get like little bits and pieces. Um, but yeah, no, the the performance that we see of uh, the the real producers, not the Larry's uh, monologue necessarily, uh, which is also incredible stuff. Um, like iconic curb, um, you know, I, I, is really, really good. All everything that we have that's producers related. Um, we also get the, you know, his, his other like close encounter that almost results in cashing in the anniversary prize is the, the date with the fellatio teacher yes. where he elects to eat spicy food, even though he knows spicy food makes him sick. Yeah. Um, and like that, you know, just doesn't go well, obviously. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, we get the whole thing with Schwimmer's watch, I think is really great. Um, you you talked about the Stephen Colbert cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You will fail. Shrimmer's watch, by the way, I think, um, there's multiple like moral legal, uh, you know, arguments, I think to, for both directions, really. Yeah. Well, this is like in the, in, in Jewish law, there was like different types of guardians. Um, and in this case, Larry would be the, like the lowest level guardian into that he was like, he wasn't paid to do it. So therefore he has the least responsibility, but, but he wasn't even a guard. He didn't even agree to, to, to watch it for him. He I don't think it matters. It's all delicious. Yeah. But I think by taking possession, you're, you're agreeing, like you're, you're, there's an implied contract that you're so, like, so you're a, uh, you're an unpaid watchman uh, to use the parlance of that. Um, I think, I don't know, but like, yeah, you're, but you have, but you have yeah. a very low threshold for liability. I, I, yeah, I would argue even lower than of the, the lowest of those four. Right. Because yeah, you, yes. you know, you, there's yeah. a mutual agreement. Yeah. I don't know. Um, all right. I'll ask my rabbi. Mm, yeah. That's a good question for the, we had a rabbi on this podcast. Not, not that episode though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's good stuff. Um, we have the whole thing with, the with the, you know, the tipping, um, I know you mentioned it. That's like, I do that every time I go to a hotel, I do the, I do the shtick with the, this is a window. (laughs) You look look out of it. Yeah. (laughs) I can't go to a hotel without doing that. Mm. Yeah. And and that is a good segue for the next one on our list because crazy eyes kill us. He's in three episode eight. Um, he uh, he does a sort of when he does his version of cribs and shows us like this is you know here's the dining room we got chairs and shit like that and then here's the floor it's made out of floor shit you know uh, for a different intent but a sort of a similar joke there uh, crazy eyes killer the number four in, uh, episode for the internet the number five episode for me the number seven episode for Av number twenty four for the audience um, this is I mean I think we played a bunch of the scenes last week when we did our come with guy thing or two weeks ago Wanda's fiance uh, crazy eyes killer. He trusts Larry as his N-word and even lends him a jacket that Larry needs for his Scorsese film. He's his um, Caucasian. Yes. Well, he – yes, he – Larry is his N-word, yes. He is Larry's Caucasian, yes. Um, one of my most quoted Susie lines, it's done, I'm over it, I'm turned off. Um, <laughs> Larry collects bubble wrap the same way my kids do. Um I actually have the reverse problem. Cheryl gets mad that he, that she hates the popping, like, and he, she hates that Larry leaves it all over the place. We have the reverse, where my kids want to save their their bubble wrap for later popping, and then their brothers will come steal it and pop their brothers' bubbles. Uh-huh. So sh- Cheryl doesn't like it hanging around. My kids do like it hanging around so they can steal from each other. Um, this episode, by the way, a classic episode of Evil Cheryl. She goes through Larry's closet without his permission, right? Throws yeah. out this jacket of his because, in her opinion, it's ugly and also has a hole in it. Why does it have a hole in it, you ask? Because he was shot there because it's first seen in a Martin Scorsese movie. And when Larry explains this all to Cheryl, she never even apologizes to him at all. She just continues to justify her behavior and blame Larry. Talk about, like, um, you know, it, it's completely absurd. 
Can you imagine the World War III that would ensue if Larry had done something like this to something of Cheryl's? <laughs> yeah. And this is why I'm Not Team good. Larry for life. I'm Team Anti-Cheryl. She's the absolute worst. Um, she also gets a pubic in his throat. Yes, uh, yes, she also gets a pew minister. Yeah, um, he, uh, she, he goes down on her. I did not see any reciprocity. I hope she ends up with some roided out conspiracy theorist loser like RFK Jr. <laughs> um, Who right yeah, now is it, the third most likely person to become president. Yeah. Not too bad. It, yeah. It, it's, uh, it, it's, this episode is so, like, even the most subtle of things, um, you know, again, this is an episode that I had to slow down from 6X. Larry's on the phone with information trying to get the, 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 um, uh, Crazy Eyes Killer's address so that he, because he's trying to track down Cheryl. <laughs> Something um, with T. Yeah. And so he, he's spelling the name. He says, Crazy Eyes is crazy. That's the first name, last name. <laughs> and then at one point, whatever the person in the line says, Larry responds, no, 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 that's a, that's the name of, a, of an optometry place. <laughs> crazy Eyes. <laughs> so absolutely brilliant. Um, crazy Eyes is apparently yeah, crazy. Yeah, so here's where, you, here's where you, you think Crazy Eyes Killer was the guest for this episode, but he wasn't. Oh, he came by on a different episode? He came by, yes, he came by when we did the TiVo guy with, um, shit, what was that guy's name? No, he was the surprise, yeah, he was our guest, our guest brought a guest. Yes, the, our guest but, for the TiVo guy, the guy, but, I can't remember his name. But then, but then we brought Chris, the underwear salesman, but then we brought Chris on again for another episode. For the come, for like a come with guy bracket or something okay, like that. Okay, that's what it was, okay. Yeah, so so was our like, guest, so you don't remember our guest for this episode, I know who it is. Yeah, for, wait, it for was, this for Crazy Eyes Killer. Oh, I, I, oh, I know who it is, uh, but I don't think he said very much. I would guess it's Shmaria Gasner. It was. Yes, and that makes sense because my friend Shmaria is the one who told me to watch this show, and I started with this episode, Crazy Eyes Killer. I don't remember him being uh, overly talkative on the podcast, though. I don't recall. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Was that was, was twenty twenty? Um, yeah, yeah, he's an internet salesman who's dating Cheryl. All right, in a underwear salesman. Excuse me, not internet salesman. Um, oh yeah, so Shamari was the guest on our podcast, so that's that's funny. Okay, so yeah, you uh, you were correct there yet again. Chester wrong as always. It was uh, Tim Conlon. Tim Conlon, yes, the great yeah, Tim. He Conlon, was yeah. he was a great guest. He was super fun. Yeah, I, I, I guess who brings a guest? He he's yeah. a come with. He's the definition. He's of come with. Well, I guess Chris, Chris Williams is the come with guy. Yeah. Actually, that scenario. Uh, he came with Tim to the podcast. Um, should we get to number two on our list? Let's do it. All right, number two on the overall list. Also number two. On um, my personal list, also number two on your personal list, um, number five overall for the internet, number five overall for the audience. The only episode that is top five in every one of those metrics is uh, season eight, episode three, Palestinian Chicken. Larry enjoys Palestinian Chicken. He conflicts with the funk man over his newfound religion. Um, but most of his problems emerge because of his botched hits as a social assassin destroying his chance at a golf championship. Um, I mean, this episode, uh, again, by the way, we have, we have sports um, and we have, and we have Judaism um, and we, we have, have inc- and we have incredible, incredible sex uh, with Shara, who of course, Anne Bidayan was the guest on our podcast um, and, and she was absolutely incredible. Yeah. I can't, I, yeah. Um, by the way, multiple references in this episode to twin sisters, because when Larry is talking, um, um, about the, the awful wife, uh, he says, she's a tough customer. She's like Susie's twin sister to which I say, LOL of LOL. No bigger insult you can give a woman. Um, and then, of course, at the end of the episode, Shara offers to that Larry can uh, join her and her sister if he only joins the uh, the Palestinian side <laughs> at the dueling protests. Uh, this episode a little bit darker now, perhaps in a post October seventh universe than it was <laughs> the first many times we saw it. Um, but uh, I will say that Sammy, across her seventeen episodes on the show, her best she doesn't get to do too much her best to line delivery of the series i think is when larry says you really are your mother's daughter aren't you and she says yeah but get the fuck out of my driveway you bald prick <laughs> um, um yeah i love the way when larry's doing first of all just like the social assassin thing is just like it's yeah. crazy that that like other iconic things just like buried in this, in this episode, episode. With so much other stuff yeah yeah it's it's nuts um but like when he's doing that and like the people like you know the, he you know the, the husband mentions the lol thing sammy mentions the ah you know at the drinking thing and Larry does the I have noticed that. <laughs> yes, of course, yes. Um I love when Larry says, You're co-faxing me when yeah. um when the fuck man says he can't golf on Shabbos and he says, Well, if you're saying your best player is unable to play because it's the Sabbath, then yes, I'm co-faxing you. Co-faxing, <laughs> by the way, a, a great verb um to, to yeah, use look, also. 
Funk you, also has the great line. If, if we Rabin call that and Sally a- out of work all the time. Yes. If Rabin and Arafat can break bread, I can eat at this anti-Semitic shithole. <laughs> shithole. Yes. And of course, um, you know, now less obvious, but shortly after Palestinian Chicken aired season eight, or shortly before, excuse me, the reference was also to the the quote unquote 9-11 mosque. You know, yes, they can build it there, but should they? Is it right. allowed? It's sacred ground. Uh, so there's a whole other reference. It wasn't, you know, the the, the Palestinian thing is, uh, you know, obviously, especially now is, is very resonant as well. Um, you know, probably wouldn't hang out at a place which was, uh, you know, um, but by people who are so explicit in their anti-Semitism. Uh, for, for, yeah, forget what hate me. She doesn't acknowledge my right to exist. Yes, yes. Um, when he's like, he's like, oh, but I bet you, you know, you, you were like, yeah, yeah, you're a Jew. Yeah, exactly. What's not to love? What's not but Larry to also leads into the Jewish thing. My name is Lieb, son of Nat. <laughs> Lieb, son of Nat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this, um, this like crew that Larry is with, like only for this episode, mm. is is like one of the better crews of that yeah. kind. Like yeah. they're they're really fun. Larry um, Miller, phenomenal as always. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, um, Janice is awesome. Um, Jason Kravitz is really fun. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's like it's kind of a random get up for this episode, but you know, it's phenomenal. Good, good stuff all around. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's really it. Yeah, I mean, like that. The 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 scene at the end is an instant classic. With that, like my favorite curb music that we've used on the podcast. I love that that upbeat. Uh, yeah. And it's just like a, a, a used all the time gif of like Larry, like going between the two. <laughs> yeah. The final scene of the final shot yeah. of the episode. Yeah. Undecidedness. Yes. The undecidedness. Uh, yes. Um, yes. So that, that's Palestinian chicken. That takes us to our number one ranked episode, which it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Official ranking is pretty, 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 pretty good. 4.9 pretties. For the table read, the full five from me, the full five from you, the full five from the great Vicky Lewis, who joined us as a guest, who plays Stacy, yeah. whose nine-year-old daughter won't stop texting Larry, who <laughs> uh, who uh, has a rash on her pussy, um, <laughs> of course. Um, so she joined us as a guest on the podcast. And the listeners, it's the number – oh, so it's the number one ranked episode among the listeners. Um, it's also the number one ranked among uh, the internet rankings. Um and it's number eight for me. Um, yes, but the listeners are hardy are toughest to um, are toughest to meet. Where um, did I have it? What did you say? You had um, what, what did I what did I say? Maybe I shouldn't delete things as I say them. Probably that would be helpful. Yeah, um, that would be helpful. Yeah, you have it number one overall. Also, I do. Okay, that's yeah. Right. It's not. It's, yeah, it's number one overall for you. Number one overall for the listeners. Uh, number one for the internet rankings. Um, other than the two I mentioned before. Um, Michael Richards thinks he has Groats disease. Um, Leon shows up to perform the legendary um, Danny Duberstein, uh, and, and he whited the shit out of that. Um, that man, that goofy-ass motherfucker in there, uh, he will uh, survive. Uh, so Michael, uh, excuse me, so Leon saves the day over there. Uh, the funk man, of course, shows up to the table retells tells Jerry an absolutely legendary joke. <laughs> I mean, you could say the number one Funkhauser scene one of the greatest characters in this show is in this episode. The number one Leon sees, uh, scene, <laughs> you know, probably the second greatest character on the show is in this episode. Um, and then, of course, we get to see half a new Seinfeld episode, which is awesome. Right. The number so, one Vicky Lewis scene as well. Yes, for sure. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we get the whole thing with the pen. Yes. Um, take the pen. Take the pen. Yeah. And every orifice in your body, by the way. Talking. About, okay, so let's see. So table read. Um, we don't really have sex per se, except for what, what, what Jason Alexander does with the pen. Right. And, uh, and we don't really have sports either. Well, we have and, the, the doctor at the end thinks that Larry's having sex with a child. Yeah. But that's not the kind of sex that I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately. Good. Yes. <laughs> My shirt that says I'm not a pedophile well, is raising many questions. That's uh, it's already answered. I completely screwed up the meme. Duberstein. Um, mentions that he's legendary he's fucking four times a day 36 (laughs) women how many times is he fucking there's two things he knows it's math and fucking there's two things i know it's sports (laughs) yeah charts and fucking yes that's true all right fine well listen there's a reason it's only number eight for me but everything tastes like peaches yeah (laughs) uh that would not be if 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 it's a Mackinac peach that would not be so bad actually yeah um if everything's gonna taste like something peaches is not a terrible the fact that michael richards um was, was managed to believe him and invest a hundred thousand dollars with him does not speak well for <laughs> michael richard's intelligence um 
Well, Michael Richards, the character on, on that episode, maybe not the real Michael Richards. Yeah. Uh, by the way, he's a little self-deprecating there because he starts when he finds out that, that Leon is not Duberstein. He goes and yells at Leon and a coincidental uh, black woman standing right next to Leon. And, <laughs> and he says the highly specific words that one always says when mad at someone. If only there's a word I could call you that would make you feel as bad as I feel right now. <laughs> um, which is, of course, again, a natural way of talking. And then he turns around to see everybody with their cell phone cameras out. Catching the scene, uh, another L for Michael Richards. Um, guys, please don't be racist or anti-Semitic, and if you're going to be, don't do it in public because it's uh, yeah, pretty dumb. Don't, and then don't, don't do complain it. about the consequences. Don't do it on video. Yeah. So I, I like I like I like to protest cancer hospitals when people give money to uh, heal people of cancer because that's that's a that's a winning strategy to draw people to my side. Yeah, and this um, of course is the origin of the recharging of the mitzvah. Of course, um, which we which did we, actually. We we celebrated um, not this past June, the June before. We uh, we enjoyed a some time together in the hot tub and watched this episode on your outdoor yes, TV. We and um, and we also were were lifted um, on chairs as if it was a bar mitzvah. Yes, we are. Well, it's our third yeah. bar mitzvah. Our wives escaped before that time, I think. Before that yeah, occurred. now we're um, you know we're just under twelve years Ooh. to our next recharging the mitzvah. Eleven and a half years away from recharging maybe, the mitzvah yet again. Now the third time, one, maybe that one we can in, do in Atlantic City. Yeah, the third one is traditionally in Atlantic City, according to Leon. We were in New Jersey, just not the uh, the, the right town in New Jersey. So yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. The, right, when, so, when we meet Leon, that'll be a question for him. Where do the, where, where does one recharge the mitts for the fourth time? All right, so we have twelve years to get an answer to that question. Yeah. Uh, JB Smooth, by the way, is fifty eight. So yes, he already recharged his mitzvah for the fourth time, which Our also misfit. Yeah, misfit. Yes. <laughs> Um, this is and this yeah so he was actually yeah he said he just did it in Atlantic City but he was already he was around 50 or so when this episode aired or even there's older also, than that so there's also the amazing moment where Leon's on the set and he doesn't know who Jerry Seinfeld and Julian yeah. are now, who, like, who, are those, is, yeah. who are those guys yeah like, who, yeah who's that, that 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 funny little fucker that fat little fucker what is he called <laughs> something like that yeah yeah um yeah listen great show Great, uh, great episodes of a great show. Uh, it's going to be more and more excited for season 12. We've seen some season 12 information. We're going to save it for the podcast that we're going to do in a couple weeks. Yep. Yeah, we'll get And there. so uh, next week, Av, we, I believe, will be I- in preparation for previewing season 12. Uh, we're going to zoom week. out a little bit, right? Yes. We're going to do, you know, before a new season of a show comes back, it's been a while since you've seen it. And so, you know, they always make those video recaps online, you know, remind you, where are we standing with all our characters? What happened last? So we're going to do an 11 season recap. We're going to go through all 110 episodes, uh, you know, somewhat briefly, and just remind you where we are in the story. Because if you don't remember the plot details of season four, episode two, you'll be lost. You'll, you'll be, yeah, you will not know what's going on in season 12 of Curb, of course. So. Yeah, I mean, what happens if the blind guy comes back? Like, you're going to be so confused. Michael, Michael. Michael, the blind guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was a pretty primary character that just disappears. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a loose yeah. end. As you said, I, I imagine all loose ends will be tied up in yeah. season 12 of Curb. By the way, it's wild because we're only on season 12 now, and it is um, 2024. Yeah, so that's 20, 23 years, basically, 24 years. Yeah, I mean, but 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 season 7, right, the Seinfeld thing, which is only five seasons ago, but because they did that big break, that was 15 years ago. That was 2009. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And so J.B. Smoove at the time was, yeah, when he filmed it, was about 42, 43. So he was much closer to the third recharging. Than uh, there you go. It was, still fr- yeah. it was still fresh on his mind. Yes, yes. Now he's recharged a fourth time. And yes, uh, to you and I, 11 years from now, uh, recharging the Mitzvah yet again. Off. Looking and next week. Get a life, Jews.